It just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Now, mostly dead is alive. Miracle Max. It's Flashback Friday, where your host, that's me, takes you back in time to the greatest films ever made to glean a life lesson from one of its characters, scenes, or major plot points. It's a little tidbit before the weekend to remind you how story connects us all with its universal themes of love, danger, good versus evil, and overcoming the odds to become the heroic self we are all capable of becoming. And this week, we are hopping in the time machine to travel back to September 18th, 1987, and the delightful fairy tale adventure, The Princess Bride. Directed by Rob Reiner and starring Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, Mandy Patinkin, and Andre the Giant. Princess Bride is a delightful fairy tale adventure with fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, and miracles. Doesn't sound too bad, right? So try and stay awake. At least that's what a grandson attempts to do when his grandfather visits him with a book to read to him. A book? That's right. When I was your age, television was called books, and this is a special book. It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. So stay awake, the grandson does. And although at first, he would rather play his baseball video game, he is soon swept up, like us, by the magic and the story of the Princess Bride. In fact, by the end of the film, the young boy wants his granddad to come back and read it again the very next day. And kissing in the book is not so bad after all, and a strong bond is formed with his grandfather. Because stories are timeless. And as I've said, stories connect us all through the human spirit. I just want to do a little quick side note here, because upon closer inspection, I have realized that The Princess Bride could now be argued as a Christmas movie. Bear with me for a second. But I mean, all over this kid's room, are Santa and Christmas decorations. And when his mom opens the bedroom drapes, the drapes to his bedroom window, the, the neighboring house has Christmas lights up. And it's clearly, it looks like it's been snowing outside. So I think this film can now be an even greater debate than Die Hard. And for more on that, feel free to listen to the Christmas special episode from last year where my guest and friend JJ and I have that very debate on what exactly constitutes a Christmas movie. Anyways, back to our story. At its heart, The Princess Bride is first and foremost a love story between the farm boy, Wesley, and the beautiful princess soon-to-be queen, much to her dismay, Buttercup, who is, of course, locked into an arranged marriage with the evil, or at least trying to be evil, not so dashing or charming, Prince Humperdinck. And upon my last viewing... 
before I get to the major lesson of this that I that I gleaned from this film, upon my last viewing, I couldn't help but think if this marriage between villain and heroine actually came to fruition, her name would have been Buttercup Humperdinck. Say that one 10 times really fast. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you try, you would find it, well, inconceivable. Come on. You knew that line was coming. At some point, you had to know that line was coming. Anyways, as I watched this film for the umpteenth time, in an attempt to retrieve a lesson from this very quotable, well-known and fun film, I also came across a couple of things that really made me chuckle. Like the scene when Wesley is fighting uh, the giant Fezzik and the giant stops to ask him, why do you wear a mask? Did you get burned in acid or something? Our hero in black responds with, uh, it's just that besides being terribly comfortable, I think everyone will be wearing them in the future. Oh, Wesley, if you only truly understood the real truth of that statement. Oh, and a special shout out to the six-fingered right-hand man of Humperdinck, Count Rugen, who I couldn't help but wonder this time around which finger would he use to flip someone the bird. But I do imagine it could make him an excellent guitar player, amongst other things. Count Rugen delivers the best health and fitness advice to the prince after the prince declares... Tyrone, you know how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. Rugen aptly replies, Get some rest. If you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. Thank you, Rugen. Thank you. You know, you're not such a bad guy after all. Now, although this film is a love story, it's also a tale of true friendship, which brings me to the ultimate lesson from this film that I took home from this most recent viewing. And it doesn't involve the fencing, fighting, revenge, monsters, or escapes, or even true love. It's the torture. Say what? Yes, the torture. Or to be more specific, the pit of despair. If you've seen the film, you know that eventually Wesley is captured by the evil Prince Humperdinck and his right-hand man, the six-figured Count Rugen, who is being hunted by the vengeful Inigo Montoya over the murder of his father. Wesley is taken down into a hidden dungeon named the Pit of Despair and strapped into a torture machine designed to gradually suck away years of his life. This machine took half a lifetime to be created by Rugen because of his deep and abiding interest in pain. As you know, the concept of the suction pump is centuries old. Well, really, that's all this is. Except that instead of sucking water, I'm sucking life. I've just sucked one year of your life away. I might one day go as high as five, but I really don't know what that would do to you. So let's just start with what we have. In every story, the hero faces his greatest challenge in what is called the innermost cave, where he or she experiences some sort of ordeal. This pit of despair is Wesley's ordeal. And usually through a mixture of courage and the lessons learned up to that point, the hero discovers the courage to be reborn into the hero he or she was born to be. Interestingly, with the Princess Bride, that is not the case. After the prince becomes enraged by Buttercup's loyalty and love for her Wesley, he cranks the torture device to its max of 50 years, and Wesley's life is sucked out of him to the point of death. And now it's up to his two allies, his friends. Inigo, you killed my father. 
prepare to die. Montoya and the lovable giant, anybody want a peanut? Fezzik. Without their rescue, Wesley would never accomplish his mission to save the woman he loves and live happily ever after. After discovering Wesley's body in the pit of despair, the two allies take him to see Miracle Max, where they are told he is not dead, only mostly dead. And after bringing Wesley back with a magic chocolate made by Miracle Max himself, the two friends literally take care of and carry Wesley around until he is able to stand on his own two feet. At some point or another, we have all been trapped in the pit of despair, feeling mostly dead or slightly alive. And often it's our closest friends and allies in life that are there to pick us up and bring us back to being fully alive. And while watching this scene, I began to think of my closest friends, you know, my family, and I was happy to know any one of them would be there to rescue me from my own pit of despair. I remember the times when my father, my girlfriend, my best friends all helped to bring me back from the despair I found myself trapped inside. That point where we find ourselves in the darkest hour and fearful we may not get through it all on our own. So my question today really is, who is your Inigo and Fezzik? Who has your back in life? Make sure you only surround yourself with the allies who have your best interests at heart. Friends who won't bail at the first sight of your shadowed troubles, those moments of total despair. And then on the flip of that, even yet, who are you a Fezzik and Inigo too? Because we need each other even more during these trying times to lift one another up, encourage each other, and express a true love that rivals even Wesley and Buttercup. So pay a little attention, reach out to make sure someone you love isn't trapped in their own pit of despair, suffering in a feeling of being mostly dead. Make sure you have people in your life you can count on, not a Count Rugen who just contributes to sucking your life away, and maybe call that friend up who you think maybe needs it most and set up a Zoom movie date, escape together for a little entertainment. Sometimes life can feel like climbing the cliffs of insanity. And all we need is a good friend to throw us a rope so we can climb out and up on our own. And if someone reaches out to ask you for help, simply and selflessly reply as you wish.